So last week, Pastor Michelle kicked off our Uncommon Bravery series by talking to us about shame, which is all of our favorite topics, right? Just me? Cool. All right, so um, we were talking about shame, and remember, she asked us a question. She asked us the same questions that she asks her children when she puts them to bed at night. Let's see if you guys remember the answer. She asked, who made you? God made you, and how did he make you? Good, he made you good. And now that we know how we're created, we need to start living in light of that. If we wanna truly walk away from shame, then we have to learn how to stop hiding. We have to learn how to step out and to be seen. We have to learn to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is a very uncommon kind of bravery. So my husband Wesley and I, we went to high school together and we were great friends in high school. And so one uh, Tuesday, the spring semester of our senior year, we decided it would be a good idea, uh, my friend Wesley, Andy and I, to go and to skip school and to go to Fiesta, Texas. Now, before I get a lot of emails, I do not condone skipping school. High school stu students, look at my face, don't skip school, okay? Nod your head, all right, great. So we were skipping school and we went to Fiesta, Texas. And at the time, the, uh, the, the Superman roller coaster was brand spanking new. So as soon as we got through the gates, we rushed straight there. And the place is a ghost town because it's like nine in the morning on a Tuesday before school has let out yet, right? And so ghost town. So we get to the line and we like kind of like scurry through all the line barriers because no one's there. And we make it all the way to the front and get right onto the front row of the roller coaster. You know that feeling you get in your chest when you're like on the clickety clackities of a roller coaster, right? It's like somehow like the best feeling in the world but also like the worst feeling in the world. Like, I don't know what that's about. But anyway, we make it up to the top of the clickety clackities and whoosh, we're off. We do the flips, we do the corkscrews, we go up, we go down, we go all around. Hands in the air like you just don't care, mouth wide open, screaming at the top of your lungs. Oh, it's the best. And so we get to the end of the roller coaster and there's still no one there. So the attendant asks us, he says, do you guys wanna go again? Now quick time out, something you need to know about me, I get a little, a lot motion sick. Like if I'm sitting still at a light and the car next to me moves, I get sick. <laughs> but I can suck it up now and again to ride a roller coaster. And another thing you probably should know about me is that I'm a big dumb dummy and I would rather throw up all over myself and hide behind that harness than admit that I can't handle a silly old roller coaster. So time in, all right. So the guy asks, do you want to ride again? And I start to sweat a little bit. And Andy and Wes both immediately say yes, but I say nothing. So they do what all good friends do, right? They start absolutely berating me, like, come on, Sherry, you can do it, just one more. Come on, let's do it. And you know, I didn't feel that bad. Like, I started to talk myself into it, right? Like, I knew better, but you never get to ride the Superman back to back. And in the front row, and most importantly, I really, really didn't want to tell them that something was bothering me. I can tough it out. So I nod my head and we're off again, back up the clickety clackities and whoosh, we're off. We do the flips, we do the corkscrews, we go up, we go down, we go all around, hands in the air like you just don't care, mouth wide open, screaming at the top of your lungs. Oh, it was almost as fun as the first time. 
But now I'm really sweating as we come to the end and doing a very real assessment of all of the breakfast tacos I had crammed in my face on the way to the park. <laughs> so we come to a stop and there's still no one waiting in line. Wes and Andy are already talking about going again, and I know better. I know what I need to do for me, but they're so persistent. Come on, Sherry, one more time. You can do it just one more. And I start talking myself into it. I mean, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, you guys. You have no perspective when you're 17, all right? And so I nod my head, and we start to go. And as soon as we hit those clickety-clackities, I knew that I had made a terrible, terrible decision. So we get to the top and whoosh, we're off again. We do the flips, we do the corkscrews, we go up, we go down, we go all around, but this time my hands are not in the air because they are death gripping that harness. And I am certainly not screaming because my, all of my energy is going into keeping my mouth closed. The first two times that we had ridden it, it felt like it had taken like 60 seconds, like it happened in a flash. And this time, it felt like it was going on for an eternity. And I just sat there and I focused on my breathing. It was like roller coaster Lamaze. It was like, whoo, But we come to the end, and Wesley and Andy don't say a word because they saw the look on my face but I had done it, I made it. The harness released and I stepped down, relieved not to have lost my breakfast. And then I made it about six steps. I threw up, that's what happened, no big deal. This is my worst way. I know this is a silly story, but this is absolutely my worst way. I hide away to save face. I have to control the way that people see me. I can't let them see my weakness, to see my shame. And my inability to step out and be seen, to be vulnerable, has led me to a lot more pain than just throwing up after a roller coaster. My shame, that I'm bad thing, that I'm not enough thing, it keeps me hiding. I hide behind my strong personality, behind sarcasm, behind overconfidence, behind lies, Whatever it takes, because somewhere in my head, I'm convinced that if people could see the real me, that I wouldn't be enough, that they would see that I'm not really good. They would see that I'm not really worth their time. And my hiding away, my never being seen, my invulnerability, it does a really good job of keeping me hidden from hurt but it also keeps me hidden from ever fully feeling life's joys. The issue with hiding away our feelings is that it seems stoic and it seems tough to keep in what you're, what you're feeling. We have a million sayings for this. Man up, get your stuff together, all right? Put on your big girl pants, buck up. Never let them see you bleed. Go and fix your makeup, girl, it's just a breakup, girl. Go and hide your crazy and start acting like a lady. All of those uncomfortable things, we take them and we stuff them down and we hide them. So we hide away all of our sensitive parts behind whatever, our toughness, our appearance, our accomplishments, our, our confidence, our helplessness. We all hide differently. But if we live this way, we can lose a lot more than our breakfast tacos.
And some of us don't even recognize that we do it. Like, see if any of these things sound like you. Maybe you say what you think everyone else, everyone wants to hear in an important meeting instead of saying what you really think. Because if you said what you really think, you run the risk of it getting shot down. It's pretending like you could care less when you've really been hurt. It's avoiding initiating intimacy with your spouse because you're afraid of that rejection. It's making fun of someone who was hurt by your words instead of apologizing and admitting that you were wrong. It's avoiding doing something that you might not be good at. It's standing by a lie even after you've been caught. It's not exercising in public because guys, there are people in public. It got funnier when you thought about it, didn't it? <laughs> it's avoiding a friend, guys, who's going through a tough time. It's not picking up the phone and just listening. It's refusing counseling because I'm not paying $100 for some quack to tell me about my feelings. It's posting a million pictures on Instagram at just the right angle so people can't see that you're really kind of a hot mess and you're barely holding on by a thread. If you can relate to any of these things, guys, I am right there with you. We live in a world where vulnerability is seen as weakness. The idea of showing up and being seen as your true raw self is unthinkable to many of us. It gives us that clickety-clackety feeling. So we retreat back to our hiding spots. And I'm not gonna lie, hiding is comfy, and it's a heck of a lot easier, but it's common. Uncommon bravery requires something more. It requires more than just showing half of ourselves, it requires more than a half-life. Hiding does a really good job from keeping us from being hurt, but it also keeps us hidden from ever fully feeling life's joys. So how can you and I, how can we live more authentically? How can we learn to be uncommonly brave? I want us to look at a story of a woman in scripture who is absolutely, uncommonly brave. So we learn about her in Mark chapter five, and we don't know her name, but what we do know about her is that she's been sick for a long time. For 12 years, she has been bleeding. And she's gone to doctor after doctor after doctor, spending every single penny that she had, and she hasn't gotten better. In fact, scripture tells us that she had gotten worse. And she's a Jewish woman, so she follows Jewish law. And Jewish law stated that any person who was bleeding was unclean. If you're unclean, anything you touch is also unclean. So she was forced by law to stay in her home. She can't socialize, she can't go to the temple, she can't do anything. She's isolated from everyone in a very literal sense. She's hidden away. We may not have formal laws that make us unclean like this woman, but we have plenty of things in our lives that make us feel this way. Maybe it was a terrible relationship that made you feel unworthy. Maybe it's a number that you see on a scale. Maybe it's the disapproval of a parent or your mental health or your fears of being ordinary. The thing is, I don't really need to list things. You know the things that make you feel bad. You know the things that make you feel like you're not enough the things that give you that clickety-clackety feeling in your chest, the things that make you hide away. And while her circumstances were very different, the results were exactly the same. She was hidden away. 
So Jesus was traveling with his disciples and he was performing incredible miracles and he was teaching and he happens to be traveling near this woman's home. And we have reason to believe that he would have traveled through this area often, always surrounded by crowds of people. And on this particular day, he was rushing to go help a sick child who desperately needed his help. And so our friend, she decides that she is going to go and see Jesus. She's tried everything possible to get well, but she believes that Jesus can help her. So she breaks the law, she leaves her home, catches the crowd, and makes her way up to Jesus. Scripture says she had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe, for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. She knew the penalty that she might face by breaking the law, by leaving her home. She knew the harsh rejection that she could face if anyone noticed her. She knew the pain of trying and failing to get well over and over and over again. And the easy thing for her to have done would have just to have stayed hidden away, to do what many of us do, to pretend like it didn't bother her, to accept the shame and to wear that unclean title and just acted tough. But she wanted something more. She knew she could get hurt, but she showed up anyway. That's uncommon bravery. Bravery isn't acting like you're not afraid or acting like you don't care or like you're too cool or hiding away. It's looking at fear in the face and doing what scares you anyway. Scripture tells us that immediately, immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. She stepped up, she reached out in faith and immediately she was healed. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and he asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then, the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell on her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. So here's the question. Why did Jesus stop? Why did Jesus stop? We know he was in a hurry. We know him and that entire crowd, they were rushing to go and to help a sick child that desperately needed his help. In addition, she was already healed. Jesus had felt the healing power leave him. Why would he stop? Why would he call her out of the crowd? What difference did it make? He wanted to see her. He wanted her to come out of hiding. She had already demonstrated uncommon bravery by stepping out even though she knew she could get hurt, but she was still hiding in that crowd and Jesus wanted more for her. He wanted, her, he wanted to see her. He wanted her to be seen. He didn't want for her to have to hide away anymore. He didn't want for her to feel like she was bad anymore. He didn't want her to feel like she wasn't enough anymore. He didn't want her to feel shame anymore. He wanted her to be seen. He wants you to be seen. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. 
go in peace. Your suffering is over. Uncommon bravery is knowing that you might get hurt, but showing up and being seen anyway. It's vulnerability. Vulnerability isn't weakness. It's an uncommon kind of bravery. You know how I know? Because I get that clickety-clackety feeling every single time I'm vulnerable. Hiding away is always an option, an option that many of us choose. But an uncommon person shows up even when it might be painful. An uncommon person is emotionally present even when circumstances are uncomfortable and they want to hide away. An uncommon leader can say, I don't know, let's find out together. An uncommon spouse can say, I messed up and I'm so sorry. An uncommon parent isn't afraid of seeming weak. They share those hurts and their hangups and their mistakes with their children. In a world where it seems like there's a school shooting every other week, one happening just down the road from us just this last Friday, an uncommon parent looks at their child in the face and says, I'm scared too. Let's talk about it. An uncommon person doesn't hide. They show up and they're, they're seen. They're willing to be vulnerable. Now, an a common perception is that we live in a society of oversharing and of over-emotion and of oversensitivity. So, so many of us, we dig our heels in and we say, gross, I'm not doing that. Let me tell you what healthy vulnerability is not. Healthy vulnerability is not just letting it all hang out for the world to see. It's not a social media rant. It's not just airing your dirty laundry. It's not an overshare. Guys, I have a list of a handful of people who get to really like, that I can be vulnerable with, who get to see my hurts and my hangups, who keep me accountable, a handful of people. You're not gonna find a social media post from me with all of my deepest, darkest secrets. If social media is your outlet, guys, knock yourself out, but I'm gonna challenge you to find a person whose eyes that you can look into, who you can be vulnerable with. Vulnerability that leads to uncommon bravery is showing up and being seen without the armor, without the defense mechanisms. It's learning to be you regardless of what everyone else says that you should be. It's sharing what you really think in that important meeting, not knowing how it's gonna be received. It's admitting when you're afraid. It's asking for help when you need it. It's initiating intimacy with your spouse, even though you might be rejected. It's getting courageously connected. It's apologizing to someone that you've hurt. It's saying, I don't know. It's admitting to a lie. It's telling your story. It's calling that friend who's lost that loved one. It's saying, I love you, and not knowing if you're going to be loved back. It's admitting that you don't have it all together. Vulnerability is a very uncommon kind of bravery. It's showing up and being seen. It's what Jesus wants for us. It's why Jesus called that woman out of the crowd. She showed up, she reached out in faith, but Jesus wanted even more for her. Why did he call her out? He wanted more for her. He wanted her to be seen. And he wants more for you. You're here. You showed up. You're reaching out. But Jesus wants even more for you. He's calling you out of the crowd. He wants you to be seen. So here's what we're going to do. For some of you, you're, you're like that woman. 
and you want something more and you know that you want something more. So you took a big step of faith even just showing up here today. Thank you for stepping out. That's uncommon bravery. Here at City Church, we work really hard to create a space of grace where you can show up, where you can be yourself, and where you can be seen. You are always welcome here. Some of you are like this woman in a different way, and you've known about Jesus for some time, and he keeps kind of circling back through your life, but you've never had the faith to reach out. You've never believed in him. Reach out today. Some of you have had faith for a long time, but you've been wondering if there's something more. Yes, he wants more for you. He wants more from you. He wants you to show up and be seen. He wants you to be uncommonly brave. Whatever that thing is, whatever that thing is that gives you that clickety-clackety feeling, I'm calling you out of the crowd, and I'm telling you, you need to be uncommonly brave. You need to stop hiding. Jesus wants something more for you, and he wants something more from you. Be uncommonly brave. Once we understand who we were created to be, that we're not bad, that we were created good, we were created in the image of God, then we have to step out and be seen for who we really are. We have to learn to be vulnerable. If you remember, at the end of our story, Jesus looked at the woman and he says, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Peace is something that is hard to come by in life. I think we all know that. But since I've started on a journey of vulnerability, it seems to show up a lot more often. And it started as a simple step. For me, practically, that step was standing in my kitchen a few months ago, across from my husband, and having an extremely difficult conversation. One that had needed to be had for a really long time. It was that thing that gave me that clickety-clackety feeling every single time I thought about it. I confessed that I was wrong. I confessed my shame. I laid everything out on the table, not knowing how he'd react, knowing that it might hurt, feeling like I might get rejected. But I didn't wanna hide anymore. I let him see me. And in one of my greatest moments of vulnerability, a door was opened to a much more authentic way of living, and it was open to so much peace. My hiding, it protected me from hurt, but it also kept me from fully feeling life's joys for so long. Stop hiding, show up and be seen. Vulnerability is a very uncommon kind of bravery. Let's be uncommonly brave. Will you guys pray with me? God, I thank you for your son who would stop everything to draw a sick woman out of a crowd, who would draw us out of that same crowd, who would stop everything so that we could be seen. I thank you, God, that you see us, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you still love us. God, right now I pray for those who have never reached out to you. If this is you, and you've never reached out, it's as simple as believing, saying, Jesus, I believe in you. When we say that, when we reach out, immediately, immediately we're saved. If that's you today, be vulnerable enough to tell someone or to come up and talk with someone down front. God, right now I pray for those who have been wondering if there's more for them, 
God, show them how they can be uncommonly brave. Show them how they can step out and be seen. And last, God, I pray for those like me, God. I pray for those of us who don't think that we need vulnerability. God, I pray that you would work as hard on them as you have on me and show them the great peace that can come from being uncommonly brave. God, we love you, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen.